solo. I didn't even see you doing that. I was so focused on watching the screen. I didn't see the ridiculous pose. I was just making a dumb pose, so don't worry about it. Uh, for those of you listening to the audio portion only. Hello and welcome to episode 281 of the Hooniverse podcast. Closing in on 300. Yeah, uh, just another half a year to go or so. Yeah, it feels like it happens more quickly than that, though. I know the numbers, how it's spread out, but it feels like it always happens quicker. I think TST just hit 400. 400. I think it was. Fuck. That's uh, a lot. But they picked up the, they're doing more than one a week, though. Right. Yeah, they picked up the picks. That's true. You know, they, they started doing that, I think, I don't know, a year ago or something like that. Yeah. So. Yep, that's true. That's true. Um, so we haven't been back in the studio for a bit. It feels good to be back. Yeah, on a cold, surprisingly cold California evening. Yes, hence why Jeff still has his jacket on. Yep, um, and I think I spilled coffee on my shirt underneath anyway, So, um, <laughs> but that's on a lot of my shirts. Uh, all right, so we're going to dive in with the news. This is a standard podcast. Since we don't have a guest, we're going to yeah. dive in, and I'm going to kick things off with a bit of news about the Chevy Silverado HD. Well, and the Ram HD, too, but I'm using this picture because this is the new king. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of liking the design language on this one. That's not why it's king, but I, I agree with you. I like it. Yeah. Um, the Silverado HD and the Ram HD can both tow over 35,000 pounds. That's a lot of pounds. Who needs to tow that much without commercial licenses? I don't know. The scary thing is, is that you could have somebody now just with a regular license towing what should have been a commercial amount. It's because I, I posted this question on um, Twitter because I didn't actually know. So the, the just for those of you curious, the Ram HD is, or sorry, the Silverado HD is the new king. Ram announced first at uh, Detroit, yeah, a thousand pound feet of torque, which is the big news. Thirty five thousand one hundred pounds. The Silverado, which came out, the news came out today because I think they're hosting an event. Um, Thirty five thousand five hundred pounds through nine hundred ten pounds. So they cranked up. A quarter pound of boost on the turbocharger. Just to go, we need just a little more. Uh, they were probably waiting for Ram to announce just so they could come out with their... It's 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 a stupid pissing match between the three of them. Yeah. Because literally all it is is one of them is just going to go and crank up the boost slightly next year. Um, That's so much weight behind you. That is yeah. so much weight. So I posted it, a question on Twitter because I, I genuinely didn't know if... If you have a truck and you're going to tow that much, if you need a CDL, some people said it varies by state. It's a gray area. If it's over 26,000 in one pound, some of them said you need a certain license. Mm -hmm. Others said in my state, you don't. So it, it's crazy to me that there's no flat across the board. Once you crest a certain weight, it's because it, it, that's so much weight. I think it's interesting in that we're reaching power levels that are, um, that are similar to those of commercial trucks. Yeah. But the duty cycle is not the same. Like a commercial truck is, ba they're basically all built to go millions of miles. Right. Versus these. So it's, I'd like to, I'd love to get like, you know, um, banks on or something to talk again, because I haven't talked to him in a good two or three years. Right. So like talk like, okay, what are we really getting down to the difference here between a commercial engine and these, and these consumer facing engines? Because they have, they're be putting close. the power levels are very similar. Now. Right. Yeah. They have to be close. They have to be close. So those are amazing numbers. Um, I was curious which truck would be the first one to a thousand pound feet of torque. And of course it's Ram. It only makes sense. Yeah. It's like the hell like, out of heavy duty. I do like though that on the, on the new Chevy, the bow tie is just a very small, subtle little thing in the corner of the grill. Here, pull it back up. Yeah. Um, 
Oh yeah, no, you're right. I like that. I do like that. That's like it's, it's like, like the polo. It's like the polo logo of, yeah. of pickup trucks for like a truck that doesn't need to be classy. And I think whenever it has cab lights, that signifies that it's a heavy duty truck, at least from the factory. I believe that's the case usually for the big three trucks. Um, but um, I don't know. So we're gonna move on though to. Um, go, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say the uh, the new Blazer was showing off too. Yeah, but who cares? I actually well, the reason I bring it up is because. The trucks, I think, that I think Chevy's truck designs right now are actually starting to be pretty damn good looking. Yeah, but that Blazer is a travesty. Eh. I mean, it's it's a front wheel. It has nothing to do, especially especially because Ford was like, oh, oh, have fun with the Blazer. We just took the Explorer back to a rear wheel drive based platform. So it's actually a truck again. But have fun with your new Blazer. Yeah, but I mean, I, I get that. But at the same time, like they already have like the Bison and everything. Which just plays in the same space. Yeah, but it that's that's a truck though, right? And the bison is is the bison's a truck. Yes. But and, but these are SUVs we're talking about, and that and the Blazer is one hundred percent crossover. I now. guess the question would be is where are you going to sell more of? Are you going to sell more of a Bronco that's a truck, or are you going to sell more? Well, of I'm a... not even comparing it to the Bronco though. I'm comparing it to the Explorer. Yeah. Um. Okay. Even the Explorer, but are you going to? The more crossover and the more, more car-like with the better fuel economy, what's going to actually be the bigger winner there? I the, see the the. I, and I'm posing that as an open. No, question. I should be right. I you hear know? what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And um, it is. It I is mean, a good GM point. might be making the bet on like volume, versus. I mean, not that the Explorer is ever going to come up short. Right. But I don't know. I don't, yeah, it'll know. be interesting to see. Uh, any either one will be well, maybe not the Blazer, but I was going to say they'll be better than the Edge ST. But whatever. Moving. Oh, the, the, I saw your review on that too, <laughs> and I spent a little time in it. That thing is a pile of shit. At the price point, it's a pile of shit. If it was twenty thousand dollars less, it'd be I fine. was wait. I was wondering if you were ever going to bring up the Macan point because we talked about yeah. it, obviously. And that's I paid less for my Macan than that Edge ST. Is. You could buy a brand new Macan for. I mean, it'd be a base Macan. Yeah. You could get a Macan. I, mean, I have like, a Macan S right. with literally every option other than the porsche sport exhaust yeah and it was forty one thousand dollars used significantly yeah yeah so there you go yeah right. you'd have to be high to buy the four of that <laughs> moving into something that is interesting uh range rover has added a v8 to the velar lineup so this was primarily you know turbo sixes and stuff like that the velar is one of it's insanely good looking it's, it's it, the name is horrible. It the name doesn't bother me yeah. because it's a name, so I give it bonus points for just being a name, you know, yeah. not alphanumeric. And this is it. the The cool thing about the Velar is that it's like a concept version of the Range Rover Sport that they're just like, yeah, throw it in the lineup. The uh, the only thing is, is the Velar reminds me of the former uh, governor of Los Angeles or the former uh, mayor of Los Angeles. Everybody knows him as Via Ragosa. Oh yeah, but he changed his name to that for political mixed purposes. His, na- he, his name was Tony Villar. Yeah, he he blended his name with his wife's name to make a new name. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah. Um, so this is great because well, the the problem with it is that it's limited. It's a one year only model for now, at least. They're going to make less than two thousand of them globally, but it does get the supercharged five liter V eight, and it's going to make five hundred forty three horsepower and has a horrible name. It is the Range Rover Villar uh sva so sv autobiography dynamic so it's just it's a dumb name let's just call it like the svr or something like that um but it is cool a velar with the supercharged v8 i mean props to them it's probably gonna be at least they should just they should sell it as the svu and just have svu and then just have uh 
I, I fucking promote the whole thing. Yeah, I like that. I, he's a car guy. Um, now, a bit more fun bit of news is the fact, and this is not a picture of it, but this is a picture of a Charger Hellcat. The rumor is that for 2020 model year, we're going to get a wide body Charger Hellcat just like the Challenger. I am all about that. I don't know what that's going to look like. Mm, it's going to look mm, It's going to look good. I don't know if it's going to look like a oh, car. It's going to look good. <laughs> It's going to look good. See, I wouldn't, I, I could ditch that hood scoop because I know it needs it for the cooling, but I always prefer a little bit more incognito. So I would ditch the hood scoop. I love the FA. You want to go incognito, but you want the giant fender flares. No, well, yeah. Okay. Fair point. I would ditch the hood scoop. I would keep the uh, fate green or F8 green, however you want to pronounce it. I would ditch the stripes and then I would go with the, the these look kind of like the bronze wheels, but I thought they had a more bronzier wheel than this, but those look like the, I thought they, whatever the wheels are fine. Um, They're like a dark, dark copper slash bronzy yeah. color. Um, so either way, I mean, wide body. It's because the wide body Challenger looks really good. It does. I just don't know how that'll scale to the sedan. It's hard. Because wide bodies on sedans sometimes look wonky. I agree. I agree. You know, um, I have. I am holding out high hope though. So I think. It, I think it could be pretty dope. Um, um, we'll see. I, I would be on board with you if like they did a very stealthy version of that car. That had a much more subtle version of the scoop and everything that was like, oh, by the way, I'm fast as fuck. Right, right. Um, kind yeah. of like, it's one thing that I kind of like about the CTSV yeah. is that it's not screaming for, for attention as much. Yeah. So, um, so Ski Bomb 291, thank you for some super chat. He writes, full size tractor trailers haul 44 to 45,000, and they take a ton of room to stop. That the fact that they're selling dualies like this is sketchy. And I don't need. It has to be a dually to hit the, the max tow package, I would assume. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, just, I, I don't think that you can probably get a heavy enough duty axle setup on there with the with the conventional single. I don't think so. It's usually the duallys get the max tow rating. I, I mean, I, I think here. Now, I'm, I'm even though I... Well, have... and it's also a safety thing, too, because that gives you room for a blowout on one t- on, on at least I never thought one tire per side. I never thought of it that way. That's yeah. true. Um, all right. We, well, that's a lot of the reason why trucks double up. It's it's for redundancy purposes. So, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, someone also wrote uh, against Ski Bump. If they're hauling commercial, they would need MC number and dot number over 26 pounds. But that's commercial. I'm just talking about a dude with, like, a travel trailer and dirt bikes and, and all the shit he could stuff in. There. He's like, I could put more toys behind my rig now because it, he can do I'm gonna, it. I'm going to tow 10,000 kittens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a kid man. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, so we're jumping to some uh, questions, which I'm looking at on my phone. So give me a minute um, if I'm slow here. Patreon first, because minus Ski Bum in this chat, they're, they're better than everybody else. Ski Bum's always got good things to chime in. Well, he also just yeah, yeah. gave us money. Uh, <laughs> Louis Correa writes, this is a weird Celtics question. So this has nothing to do with cars, but I don't mm-hmm. care. Lewis Correa asked thoughts on the Danny thoughts on Danny is trying to convince the Pelicans to hold out on trading AD Anthony Davis till the summer. So they can potentially get him in exchange for Tatum or Kyrie. It's not going to happen. Anthony Davis wants to go to the Lakers. I'm pretty sure uh, it's not going to happen. I really hope Kyrie resigns with us and Tatum. I hope they both stay. Kyrie had that bullshit moment, but it's not a bullshit moment. He's human. He latched out. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think he's going to remain a Celtic. We will, Stay tuned on that. I, I, I don't keep on it, on I it well enough. I, I will watch the Celtics every now and then. Okay. But, you know. I, I have tickets lined up for the game when they come to play the Lakers, and I'm very excited about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Dan Mosqueda, so what is your favorite die-cast model? Do you still collect at what scale? I don't 
actively collect um but if someone reaches out and wants me to review stuff i will review it so we've reviewed some of the resin stuff from automodello in the past um if i'm at the grocery store i will peek at the hot wheels because they're a dollar and my daughter likes to get them too um so i'm not actively collecting dan mosquito just helped us with an article on hooniverse though with some 143rd scale stuff from dna collectibles mm-hmm. i should actually pull this up because the quality of these the quality of these is really, really impressive um, what they're doing at 143rd scale. So, like, you just think, you know, like Hot Wheels scale for that sort of stuff. Oh, wrong article. Um, so, so you think Hot Wheels at 143rd scale, but it's, it's, um, it's really impressive, especially when you see the interior. Um, so, these are from DNA Collectibles and that, the two vehicles we covered. So, that's a Volvo uh, XC70 um wagon cross country um and then i gotta scroll down so look at i mean the quality on the sob is awesome I yeah think, the sob i mean look at the interior look at that interior at 143rd scale that is fucking awesome um like the pedals the drilled pedals and the shift knob it looks like a shitty photograph of a full-size car yeah like you didn't <laughs> snap it right and yeah. then this volvo i think we have one more of the like they got the badging the font is perfect all that stuff and then if you can see inside whoever i forget who took these photos too uh one somebody at live and let die cast um like that looks like fresh leather in there like it's just really well done from these guys i don't think they're cheap but i also don't think they're crazy um like so 60 bucks uh which compares better i guess to limited versions for limited version cheaper version by spark uh i guess one of them okay so, so this is 60 dollars us for uh some of these cars so it sounds like they range between 60 and 100 tons of money for one four thirty, 43rd scale cars but the quality is excellent and they make stuff that's interesting it's not just like look at this vintage ferrari look at this vintage race car it's like somebody might love the v70 or the 93 van yeah. and which makes sense if they're on hooniverse to be totally honest so the scale is, is pretty awesome there um hold on let me let me look up and see if i can get a 1989 nissan stanza yeah you know i mean you never know uh ben rife oh you're right there yeah i just <laughs> accidentally i accidentally slid there for a second i uh <laughs> put a little torque on the on the uh the footrest and nice. it slid me over uh ben rife so everyone knows that our phones track everything we do now that cars have internet capability and gps how much are car companies collecting and selling their how much are car companies collecting and selling that data too? I think I was the first person ever to realize how shady OnStar is and was. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, it's going to depend. I mean, you'll be able to see it all in an end-user license agreement that they'll hit you with either at the time of purchase or when you boot up the nav system in your car and it'll go, hey, by the way, we're going to steal everything you do and tell everybody about it everywhere you go. Right. Um, most of them are not really doing that as of yet. Um, because quite frankly, most of the people building the operating systems in cars can basically get basic functionality working. Yeah. Um, never mind actually getting more advanced stuff um, going. Um, Detroit's just way behind the ball on things like data acquisition and stuff like that for for data mining on yeah. the kind of stuff on the kind of front that we're used to seeing, uh, especially on Android devices. Um, that said, that day will come. Oh yeah. Uh, and there's going to be a big fight, I guarantee, at some point over whether or not insurance companies are going to be able to mandate you do that. Mm, yeah, um, right. You're right. You're right. So, Craig on McBride. Craig on. Mitsubishi pulls their head out of their ass and puts the following to a public vote. We're reviving one of our legendary sports cars in its best trim, but you can only vote for one. A, Evo. 
B, Eclipse GSX. C, 3000 GT VR4. Which one gets my vote? Bonus question. Which one actually makes the most sense? Um, that is tough. I would pro like, I want to say the 3000 GT just because I'm a child of that era of sports car, but I vote, I would vote for the, uh, yeah, but the Eclipse was also right now. And that's, I never had love too. for the Eclipse except the early conquest era eclipses. I always I love the swoopy. I um, love the first and especially the second gen Eclipse. Um, that said, I mean, you know, you're splitting some hairs architecturally between some of the Eclipse stuff and some of the early Evo stuff too. Yeah. Um, um the I, Evos go, are, I, go Evo. I, I really I don't like the Evo 10, but I love the Evo 9. The Evo, and I, Farrah and I always joke about this, um, that the Evo is the best powertrain wrapped around the worst car uh, or hidden underneath the worst car. That car was so much fun to drive. And there was one of my favorite videos that I saw years ago posted in the car lounge that somebody modified their Evo like crazy so it could rev so much higher. Like they built the shit out of this yeah. engine. And the Evo gauge cluster swings around to where you select the all-wheel drive setup gravel. that you want. Yeah, so it re and he's yeah. like, somebody comments on the video like, holy shit, it redlines at gravel. I was yeah. like, that's the best. Yeah. Um, which one makes the most sense? Sense? I'd, I would argue Evo just because it's the I most the, remembered. The Evo has the most love for it. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think that if they could build, if they built an Evo without a shit interior, they could easily go, I mean, Subaru needs a real competitor. Yeah. And they could do it if they put an ounce of energy into it. But apparently, just this month, uh, just this last month, they, uh, Mitsubishi sold a net of negative three Lancers. I saw that. I saw um, that. Which I'm not even entirely sure is possible. They, other they than, just weren't selling them anymore, and then three got recalled? I don't even know. I, I, I'm guessing they were maybe lemoned or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Birdie Redfern, uh, a bit of a tech question, so possibly aimed more at Chris. Definitely aimed more at Chris. Whilst I understand why people now do the YouTube podcast, I tend to only listen via Shout Engine when I'm tinkering with cars. Thank you. More people listen via Shout Engine. By yeah, the way. yeah, way more. Um, the problem, therefore, is when you show pictures, only the YouTube viewers see them. Yep, we get that. Question, would it be possible for Shout Engine to run as an app on my phone, which is audio when locked? with the slideshow of pictures when unlocked. Therefore, I just listen, but if I want to see what you're talking about, I unlock my phone to see the picture being discussed. That sounds is it very complicated. Is it possible? Yes. The problem is, is the market for that is very, very small. Um, Seems like a lot of dev work would go into that. Yeah. Um, well, also, a lot of work on our end, too, after each podcast to be like, this picture comes up at this time. Yeah, that's a little bit of a problem with it, is that you're just dealing with... A big problem with like the, a lot of ways that MP3s are delivered for podcasts is that we're dealing with technology here that's about 20 years old. Like All of this stuff goes way back to... I only use MP7. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Uh, it goes back to RSS feeds and stuff like that from the mid-90s. So we've not... A lot of the problems with like analytics and, deliver, and deliverability... And like no podcasts are truly streamed. It's faked on the back end. Right. Um, it's because we're trying to keep compatibility with a billion different things that are adhering to a 20 year old standard. So while we could do that, honestly, it'd be such a niche thing that it's just not worth chasing because people generally speaking, either go full audio or they go to, or they go to video. Uh, and we try to, you know, at least describe what we're talking about and keep the video stuff to a minimum. We try. Doesn't always work, but we try. But um, we'll be more cognizant of it. <clears throat> you bring that fact up. No, we won't. I will um, <laughs> uh, Vince Faber has a good question on uh, YouTube. Jeff and Chris, what's the car you were most anticip anticipated? What's one you're most excited to see this year? To see this year? Yeah. 
this coming year? I really want to drive the 992. 992, not mid-engine vet. Um, we won't get that. Yeah, this but year. this just says to see. To see? Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's nothing else really that's on the timeline that I'm like waiting to see to drive the 992 this year because we'll get it. It'll be out this year. But okay. The C8, yeah, that'll be cool to see. I mean, I think we all pretty much know what we're gonna get at this point. Yeah. Um, for me, it's probably I really wanna. I guess C is. I'd be really curious about the mid-engine vet. I care less about the 911. So that's probably way. But the 911 doesn't change that much. Right. I mean, it looks. I'm sure it's just amazing. Um, and then, yeah, that's probably it. What I really want to get my hands on are some of the latest uh, electrics coming out. To be totally honest, I really want to drive the Mercedes EQC. I really want to drive the Audi e-tron. I would love to get my. I want to drive the new uh, the new Kia electric too. The little SUV. Um, uh, are I going to answer this question because yeah. Slick Pete thinks we're avoiding it? Seems all these automotive YouTubers don't want to address the GM issue regarding moving plants to Mexico. From what I noticed, asking them, guessing they are afraid to get blacklisted for press cars. I don't give a fuck about answering. They're that not going to, and they pay um, no attention to that anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, if working conditions were better for these automakers here in the in the states they would make that shit work i like it when things are made in america not everything ha- can be made in america we are a global economy these days and that's yeah. what happens it that's sucks. the key right there it's a global economy steel um, prices go up and you know you start their board of directors over. and the ceo have a fiduciary responsibility to investors to make the most profit i wish so, people weren't losing their jobs obviously right but, you know, but i mean but, realistically there's not i mean if you're talking a publicly traded company there's no such thing as an american company or a german company because they have to do what's in the best interest of the shareholders the and, funny, if, and if what's in the best interest in terms of profitability is to move the plant to mexico or norway or wherever the hell they have to do it i would love to see a guy like bowling green move to norway just for the shits and giggles of it not i don't want that to actually happen but I, I the funny thing is too kia comes out with a super bowl commercial where they tout i mean it wasn't the best the best execution in terms of delivery of the commercial but the message was hey we're making a bunch of shit right here in georgia and everybody's like this commercial's dumb and then you know the whole gm thing um whatever the other thing that no, i they don't won't think care um, about sales numbers again. i don't think a lot of people are taking into account yet is that both GM and Ford are clearly doing this and that they're battening down the hatches for the storm coming is we are right on the precipice of a major economic downturn, probably in the next 18 months. And they're going shit. We're going to get our stuff together before that hits and we get caught with our pants down. Yeah. Um, again, realities of a publicly traded company and them just doing all this stuff. It sucks for a lot of people. I'm not discounting that, but it's the realities of operating a really big, big company like that. Yeah. Uh, jumping to Twitter questions, Moto Man asks one at Moto Man TV. He basically spoils my George, news. George, I owe you a phone call. He spoils my news for the rest of the podcast. Uh, why did you buy a Montero over a first-gen Land Rover? So, if you don't know, I just bought a 1991 Mitsubishi Montero. So that Mitsubishi question was prescient. Um, I bought it over a first-gen Land Rover because the person I was dealing with on a potential Range Rover purchase never got back to me once I offered made them an offer on price, which is fine because that would have been a nightmare. Well, and I imagine you also wanted a car that would start and run. Yeah, but this was the, the I was actually looking at a Range Rover Classic, mm-hmm. um, and it was a very rare Hunter edition, which I'd never heard of before. It was a low trim that had no ABS, uh, manual windows, I think, or manual seats, cloth seats. <laughs> so it was really interesting. It was like a down. I, 
I'm just thinking of the Dennis Reynolds edition where it's oh, just yeah. duct tape and zip ties yeah. all on the back of it. These are my tools. Um, <laughs> no, it was the implications. Uh, they made like between four and five hundred of these, so like not a lot of them. Yeah. And this one had a little bit of an oil leak, and so it was, um, you know, I, I was very interested in it, but the person we didn't meet on price, so whatever, I, I didn't buy it. And then I found a great Montero nearby. I actually test drove two of them. Um, but we will get into more. I, I bought the Montero because they run and drive, and it's cheaper. It just short answer, and they never stop. But remind me of the Canyonero from the Simpsons. Yeah, Canyonero. <laughs> um, uh, Sebastian the Wookie LaForge asks thoughts on Ford going back to a pushrod V8 for heavy duty pickup applications. I assume it's just to to handle it all. It's, it's tried and true tech. That and that five point four liter motor is a pile of shit. And they, they just announced a new 7.3 liter as well. They did. Yeah. Um, um, I, just, I mean, it's just old tech that works well, and in a big, dumb truck, that's what you want. There's a reason that when Chrysler went, we needed a whole new V8 architecture, they went, okay, we're going to steal a bunch of stuff from the LS and then do some other things. Sam Stein at Samuel underscore Steinuel. Besides the manual transmission, what automotive feature going the way of the Dodo Bird are you going to miss the most? Um, Dipsick. <laughs> uh, I... Just got one of my favorite things back with my Montero. What's that? Quarter windows. Oh, yeah, those are uh, good. Ah, yes. My F100 had them. My Mercedes is the first year that it doesn't have them to the point where I thought about swapping in 73 doors. Yeah. Um, and I have them back and they're, they're real and they're magnificent. <laughs> um, I don't, is it, I'm thinking it's probably going to be a safety thing that they're largely don't exist anymore. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Probably. Probably it's got to be something. Well, everything's got some massive A pillar on it now. But that's true. Uh, here's an interesting question, Mr. Hoffman at Simp Mod: Will the 500 Abarth ever appreciate? No, no. no. <laughs> the best driving Fiat 500 is the electric one, anyway, and you can buy those for like a pack of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And you um, should. They're great for what they are. Yeah, they are. They really are good. Uh, I'm just scrolling to see if there's any Twitter questions because it was filled with a bunch of other crap. Um, but no, the Fiat 500 Abarth. Uh, no no i mean maybe in 50 years when there are honestly evs if left. it's uh, if it's if your choice is in a barth or a fiesta st get the fiesta st i think the fiesta st will be a classic at some point in the future kind of like a first generation gti is now yeah yeah okay i can you see know, that i can um, see that um like the part of the last even though that has electric power steering correct yeah, it does, but it actually has really good electric No, no, power that's steering. when that's Ford is, it has to get it, was getting their shit together right before that car on the electric power steering. So yeah. I get it. And the new Fiesta that only Europe gets is supposed to be fantastic. Now, speaking of the Fiesta, is, it, is that something we can talk about? Uh, I don't have to say to who, but... Yeah, so the Fiesta is going away this weekend, uh, and the new owner, I think, will probably record something with them. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so Chris is selling... It's it's basically sold, right? Oh yeah, it's sold. It's okay. it's going to a, a good friend of mine, and uh, it's unfortunate, but he needs a car, and I can't have three vehicles when I live in an apartment. Why does he need a car? Um, doesn't he have like three cars? He does, but one is currently being held hostage. Oh, uh, one is equally un is unpractical as one of my cars, and the other one is a redundant vehicle that he probably shouldn't have bought in the first place. 
Uh, Pro Driver 33 asks, buying a used Audi S8, should I just jump off a bridge now? Yes. yes. But it'll be fun on the way down, especially if it's a V10. Uh, oh, yeah. And unless it's the V10, don't buy it. Put an exhaust on it and pretend you have a Gallardo sedan. You know, that's um, like going, hey, I know she's going to give me herpes. Well, then why'd you pick the ugly one? Because she's, oh, yeah. Um, any other car news for you? What's going on with your fleet? Uh, I am, uh, so I'm, I'm hardwiring a radar in, uh, radar detector into the, uh, Macan. Uh, so that kit will be here, I think, tomorrow. Uh, so that'll be done. And then, um, bit the bullet and bought some tires for the vet. Nice. What'd you get? Uh, PS4s. Good choice. Uh, did you see Larry's video, Larry Casilla, Ammo NYC, of his radar detector install? Yes, I did. Holy shit. Yeah, I know, so, oof, I know Larry rather well. That is a great And song. I know what he just did, and I hope that they gave him a big discount with that video, because... Oh, they gave it to him for free. Eh, I don't know, free, but probably a big Larry's discount. Larry's really good at getting shit for free, too. He is. Uh... Yeah, because that was probably if you or I walked in there not knowing those guys, seven or eight thousand dollar install with the custom rear view mirror. That rear view mirror was so badass. Yeah, the way it was installed, yeah. and then the fact that he's like that he doesn't have laser jammers, but he has a signal scatterer, which isn't illegal yet. Uh well, lasers laser is regulated FDA. by the FDA. No, that's, that's true. been the story for years and years. Um, so and that's the trick is you don't want to like there is no such thing as a jammer. But if you fuck up the gun so it can't read it right, then it's not admissible in court. Right. And then we had, because our own, our own, our friend Jason Connor, basically, we talked about this system in a video. He had a, a K40 installed, a hidden system for him. Very well installed. Very cool system. And What car did he install that on? Focus ST. Oh. Um, the Mountain Rocket, whatever the fuck he called it. Um, the, uh, so that was a, that was a great system with a scatterer. Which yeah. was a gray area in California, but um, well, no, it's FDA. The so. crazy thing is, though, when he would drive on to base because he was in the he's in the Navy, uh, it would give an error code, and that whole system would shut down. Mm -hmm. The Navy has something that just was like, nope. Yes, military bases, you are not allowed to have radar detectors and jammers. But and it that had stuff. stuff that does. It's like there's something that. Just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there is circuitry in those that literally shuts them down for certain things. So that's sick. That's so sick. If you would if you would drive close enough to an airport uh, to like a radar tower, it'll shut it down too. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, every now and then, I would get a um, when we used to record at Ferris House a long time ago, and I still ran a radar detector. I would get hit a laser alert driving at the end of the 105 down past the left side of the airport. Mm -hmm. Um, every time. Yeah, from the radar systems that would set off the laser detection. Yeah, right. <laughs> as, as weird as that sounds, right. that's how it works. Um, okay, so, yeah, that video, if you haven't seen Larry's on his Ammo NYC channel, go watch his crazy-ass awesome well, it's, radar it's, install. It's exactly what I would call typical Larry. It's it's way, way, way overdone, and I appreciate that greatly. And so cleanly done, though, too. Yes. Um, so good um, for him. Yeah. So... Uh, my first drive of the Audi Q8 is up. I drove the Audi Q8. The Quate? Yeah. It's good. It's good. Um, it, it's... I have, a, I have, you know, I like the old diesel ones. Uh, well, they never did a Q8 diesel. Well, they did the Q7 diesel. Yeah. Um, so this is same wheelbase as the Q7. There's no third row, so the interior room is still good. They mm -hmm. do not call it a coupe. They actively don't call it a coupe. Thank God. Yeah. It has four fucking doors. I hate, like, the GLE coupe, the blah, 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 blah. Um... 
It drives better than the Q7 because it comes standard with the adaptive steel suspension and then the optional air, there's optional air suspension. The only thing is the optional air suspension does get you rear steer and maybe sport diff, but the, the base weird, the base one with the standard steel adaptive suspension was great. Flat. It cornered really well. We drove it on road. We drove it off road. We put a shit ton of miles on these. We started in park city. We mm -hmm. drove to Gateway, Colorado, which I'd never heard of and is insanely beautiful. And then we finished in Telluride. So uh, highway driving, twisty stuff, dirt, uh, and then 9 to 10 to 12,000, between 9 and 10,000 feet at the base of Telluride. Um, is that now? Is that the 4 liter turbo? No. The Q8 only comes with the three-liter turbo. Even though everybody in my video, the comments were correcting me, saying it's the supercharged six, and it's not. It is the turbocharged yeah. six. Now the supercharged motors died with the last generation of the SQ5 and everything, because the, now yeah. that and the Porsches all like the SQ5 in the Macans share an engine block, but one was supercharged and one was supercharged. And now I believe they're all just using the Porsche design. And they still have the same stupid designation, though, where it was TFSI. TFSI. So the um, that's why people are confused. So I get it. And then the Q7 Although now it's correct. still come. Right. The Q7, you could initially still get it with the supercharged engine. So there's that confusion, too. So I get it. I assure you the Q8 is turbocharged, though. Uh, so it makes 335 horse. It weighs 5,000 pounds. But when yeah. you have it moving, it's moving. And I, I think... Minus the head-on view, it's a sharp-looking machine. It was comfortable. Their latest tech, they're probably leading in that space. It's really good infotainment. Yeah, and as far as, like, the, like you were saying, the engine's probably a little lumpy off the line, right? It's, it's, it's not great. It was more, honestly, it was, we were on some steep climbing sections. There's a semi-truck in front of you. You finally, finally hit a passing zone. You've been cruising in eighth gear, you know, because the transmission is doing its thing. Yeah. So when you step out to step on it and you're going uphill at 9,000 feet above sea level, it's like, you're like, okay, okay. And then it goes. So it needed to drop three gears. And, yeah. You know. Well, the other thing that I've noticed is like on my car, the throttle mapping, the VW Auto Group on those, on those six cylinders yeah. sucks from the factory. It's very, very timid. And I think that's basically like so. Soccer moms and dads don't go piling them into Timmy on the way to maybe on the way to pick up the other kids. Maybe um, the thing is good though, but I cannot wait for the. It's either the S or the RSQA, whichever one we're going to get, which will have the four liter twin turbo. That'll probably just be the SQ8. You might. Uh, no rumor is that it's going to be an RSQ8. Really? Yeah, like six hundred horse, like legit, like an Audi Urus. So VW Auto Group. Let's outdo ourselves with SUVs over yeah. and over. Yeah, well, 60% of uh, Audi America sales last year, crossovers. Yeah. It's going to rise because they're now Q3, Q8, uh, e-tron. It's going to, so it's going to be even more. I think, it, I think, it, because I was looking at the, I was looking at the, all the VW Auto Group members too. And I know 50% of Porsche sales were the Macan last year. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, so. it makes sense. Um, so yeah. now speaking of Porsche. I just had a revel revelatory experience. I drove. Oh yes, that's a very nice. Yeah. I drove the Panamera Sport Turismo, and it's just the fucking best. AKA the wagon. I drove the the wagon Panamera, um, and I, um, I, I loved it so much. <laughs> and I I always say I'm not a Porsche guy. I'm not a Porsche guy. I don't. 
you know, it, and then you get in it, you sit in it, you drive it, you feel the steering wheel, and then you're just like, this makes so much sense. You're like, it's always good. This makes yeah. so much sense. I'm going to pull up a picture of the Porsche. Uh, let me pull up. You know what? Here's the thing. is that I've come to the conclusion. It's not like I'm a quote-unquote Porsche guy, nor are a lot of people I know. It's that you're a fan of really good things, and most of the things they build are very I like good. the finer things in life. Uh, we're the yeah. finer things club. i got to pull up a picture of this Porsche so that people can see it. Um, sorry, shout engine folks. Um, this is just hot sex on wheels. This is a picture from my Instagram at Hooniverse Jeff. It's I have my mountain bike mounted on top. This car is like um, you can. This car isn't even you know a top spec car. It's a 4S. It is so it gets the 2.9 liter twin turbocharged 440 horsepower V6. Right, but it's not the Turbo S, which is no. 600 i believe there are two levels above this yeah there's a turbo s uh-huh. turbo and turbo s which make 550 horsepower yeah then there's a turbo s e hybrid which makes 680 mother fucking horsepower it starts yeah. at 192 thousand uh-huh. dollars and you know it's porsche so it's easily going to be 220 when you're done that car yeah. was wearing 21-inch wheels, which seems like overkill, but they filled the wheel wells perfectly. 315 square stance. Yeah, you had mentioned that. It's, I mean, my daughter loved it. I loved it. It was, the video will be out probably in a week or so. It's, oh, I can't even, I can't even, it's so good. It's, and it, the funny thing is, it's a station wagon that is more costly than many people that listen to this, their homes. This one was 128 as tested, um, and I loved it. And it's I say in the video that my aspirational car has always been an E63 wagon. You know, someday has was, that changed now? It, maybe it might have. It might have changed. The thing I always loved about the E63 is that it, there's a sleeper element to it. It looks like an E-class wagon. You mm-hmm. look quick, you go, oh, look at the fenders, look at the wheels, look at the brakes. The car person knows. Someone who wrote my house is 75,000. Um, <laughs> the car person knows. Like, oh shit, E63, wow, that's really rare. And then, I love, like I said, I love the sleeper aspect of it, but then the Porsche, and you're like, there's nothing sleeper about it because it's a Porsche. Yeah. I mean, it's not crazy in your face, but it's still a Porsche. Yeah. And they've actually, mechanically, from what I understand, the first gen, uh, the first gen cars all held up pretty well mechanically. So those are actually pretty good value in the used market. So these things are crazy expensive now, but five or six years from now, you know, you might be able to score one for the bargain price of ninety or a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe. I mean, um, but yeah, I don't know. They're... It was so good. Yeah. I usually don't tell the. I don't usually don't res- like send a text to the PR person and be like, "Oh man, that car was great." Like when the review comes out, they'll see it. I sent a text to the Porsche guy. I'm like, "That car was fucking amazing." Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. I, I I also I when a car goes away, I'm fine with it. I've had my time with it. It goes away. I didn't want this one again. I remember That's when I was buying my car, I, there was a there was a sport turbo on the lot that was it was the Turbo S with the uh, with the hybrid system, and the sticker price was two hundred and sixty two thousand, I believe it was. Yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, the GTS version is one hundred and sixty one base to start or something like that. Now back to more normal vehicles. Um, you already know this because I already said it. But I bought a Montero. Let's put up a picture of that now. Uh, I shot it's this a Montero. picture today. That is my Montero. That is exactly how I bought For it. For people listening, it looks like a Mitsubishi Montero. Minus the Hooniverse sticker I put in that back window. So, uh, we can leave this is up it, for a few minutes while so we talk it, about it. Okay, so tan and white? No, it's like it's like dark t- it's like dark tan on light tan. 
Okay. Um, yeah, that's like brown on brown for sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to be removing that brush guard and those hellas because I bought a different What about grill. the snorkel? I'm keeping the snorkel for now. I have no issues with the snorkel because I also think you have to cut in the into the fender to put the snorkel on. Yeah, so probably. So it's, it's better to just keep it on. Um, there's a different grill that I'm putting in here. So there's a company in Korea called Mohenic, which basically turns these into South Korean G-Wagons. So they do some really high-end, like crazy expensive shit over there. With first-gen Montero, I swear to God, like full wood interior. They do crazy shit, full body off stuff, but they make this grill that is this real simple grill, real basic, just black grill that makes it look slightly more old school, and I love it. So I bought that. I found one on eBay, and I ordered it before I finalized the purchase of this truck. So the brush guard's coming off. I want to take the bumper, like, I want to take the end caps of the bumper off and paint the bumper black. And get rid of yeah. the chrome. Yeah. The wheels and tires. Oh, you know what? Better yet, get it powder coated. Oh yeah, that's that's a better idea. Yeah. Um the wheels and tires I'm swapping out. I'm thinking about some Turbo Mac HDs. There's that new 1552 off-road or truck style tire. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that, or there's a set of Motegis I like, and then obviously KO2s, which is the go-to. This was towed a lot. Um this was towed a lot behind an RV, so the chassis has high miles. The chassis has over 300,000 miles. Yeah. Uh, but underneath it, it looks super clean. Um, it looks super clean underneath. The engine was rebuilt less than 1,200 miles ago. And apparently, my engine and trans co- uh, combination is a rare one or less common. Maybe not rare, but less right. common. So I have the three liter V6 with the five speed manual. Every other one I was finding online is either the four cylinder with the stick or the V6 with the auto. Yeah, which are both painfully slow, especially the four-cylinder. This one feels, especially with the rebuild engine, it, I, I'm fine. I'm, I'm happy with it. What is it? Do you know what it makes power-wise? I think new. They made like 168 horsepower. I don't <laughs> even know. Um, but it weighs less than 4,000 pounds, too, because it's from 91, you know? Yeah. Where a modern SUV would weigh a ton. <laughs> um, so it Rollover has, safety. What's yeah, that? It also has a factory bouncy seat. Oh, it does? Yeah, which I guess was it has cruise control on a manual as well um it has i i've run into that before my honda had it this also has auto hubs instead of manual hubs so i don't need to get out to switch you can do it on the fly technically yeah uh which is kind of cool because it has it has four-wheel drive it's obviously you know a montero um i'm stoked on it my daughter already my daughter i swear to god i'm not making this up my daughter said when i buy a car i want to buy this one from you i'm like looking back i'm like what the hell are you talking about that first of all that's fantastic to mm-hmm. hear you say um because she loves that the seats on it i guess the driver's seat is ripped i haven't even looked at it yet because it has those like sheep skin covers just on them i'm like i'm gonna oh, leave these on for yeah. now um well in that area it's in that era it's either sheet skin or cabbie beads yeah yeah i don't i'm glad it doesn't have cabbie beads cabbie beads are almost kind of fun though yeah um it's there's not a ton of room behind that like i just i kind of just fit Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully the steering wheel tilts it has this warning light in it that says maintenance required and I was t- asking the pre- I'm like what is the deal with that? I, was like, I have no idea why that light is on I, I don't know what it is and I looked it up it's an automatic light that was designed to come on at, at 50,000 miles then 100,000 miles mm-hmm. and there's a switch in the back of the cluster that the service tech would then just use it's a toggle switch so it's a, it's a service interval light that you just turn on and off with the toggle switch. So it's not even computer controlled. It's mileage based. That is hilarious. So, and then the actual service bulletin for that 
um, is to, um, at a certain point, remove the light. Like at 120,000 miles, you pull the bolt. So their fix for it is just disconnect it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's awesome. That's like peak. Someone said our audio's in the red, by the way. I don't know if we've been yelling or if I was too close to the mic then, but um, it looks fine on the screen, but a couple people said it's, it's peaking. So we'll, I'll lean further back from the mic. How's that? Um, so I, I'm very stoked on this truck. Um, I already got the car seat in there. I've removed the prior owner stickers and applied two of my own, which is, you know, the key to project car ownership. Um, so you are a sticker guy. I've, I've never been a sticker guy. Well, not, like, not a ton, just some few basic stickers. Um, now, but now that I've bought the Montero, I'm selling the Benz. So the Benz is going to be for sale. Like this is, it's not listed yet. I haven't posted it, but if anybody out there is looking for a W114 that is currently running, it's running anytime. It's I'm, a very nice car for a project. Well, it's, for, I mean, it's, it's a driver right now. Yeah, but I mean, it's like if you wanted to do like a full restoration, um, it'd be a perfect candidate for that. Yes, it would be um, because it's a California car, so it's super clean underneath. Yep. The um, Honestly, it just needs a little like paintless dent repair yeah. at most uh painless dent repair and a little and a paint job that thing would look pretty nice i have a i have a paintless dent thing coming that i ordered that i'm going to try to pull a few of the dents myself just like some of the minor like just to see how that works um yeah and prepare to be disappointed well i know yeah um but we'll see how it goes like i'm not i my I'm not expecting a lot. So is it like one of the ones where you glue it on and it's got a little screw? Yep. Yeah, those don't work. I've seen some YouTube examples of people testing them with the right sort of dent, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. I've tried it before and every single time it was just like, well, that was a waste of twelve dollars. Okay. Yeah, it was super cheap. So again, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, the, the painless guys, they've got these wands with like little balls on the end of them and they work them through the panels. I've seen that. And yeah. They're it's artists. like those guys are like artists. Those guys are art artists. Um so Yes, the Benz is going to be listed for sale with an actual. I'm actually going to put it up soon, um, and I don't know. I it, it'll be sad <laughs> to see it go, but it's so funny. On you tra- the next one. You're like I'm trading out on a Benz for a Montero. Well, I'm also gaining like 15 years of automotive technology, and I can go more places tech with the Montero. Um, so it'll be fun. I'm I'm excited to start applying stuff on uh, have you chatted with the people working on the wombat at all or they're in a weird place because they're switching shops so it, it's it's there monies have been paid they're waiting to hear the news if they got this one place or this other place and they're going to move all the cars and the lifts and all this stuff so stay tuned for more on that moving shop sucks yeah. i helped a friend moving, once yeah it's not it's not great um so if anybody out there knows anybody looking for a Benz, send them my way, Jeff at Hooniverse.com. If you are looking for a Benz, I'll give you, if you're a yep, listener, yep. I'll give you the listener price. I'm not going to say what it is over the air, but reach out. We can chat for sure. California car, no rust. It's, it's quite nice. With a custom Clarion audio system. <laughs> so Yes, with a way overdone audio system. Yeah, it's awesome. Sounds really good. I drove it here tonight instead of the Montero because the Montero currently has one of the headlights is out. So... You should just go LED. I am. I already ordered them. Um, I've, so this will be the third vehicle in a row where I've gone LED. Um, so, Makes a big difference. Yeah. I, and the Montero drives nice. It shifts well. When I, The very first day I drove it home, once it warmed up and I got off the highway, it was idling really low to the point where it was stalling and dying. It's like, what the fuck? And I just, I just tweaked the idle and 
all right it's fine yeah uh, so <laughs> did you order like a full led kit for all the stuff or did you just get headlights the plug-in headlights just the headlights. Yeah. oh i didn't do the rest of the bulbs just the headlights yeah, yeah. she gets some interior lights and stuff like that oh, i know it makes a big difference yeah he makes a huge yeah. difference um the one thing that bums me out is there's a, a gauge there's a gauge cluster on top of the center stack where it's um oil pressure inclinometer and voltage and the previous owner says they were doing um they were fixing something with the oil gauge and they broke the inclinometer which sucks because that's such a cool little random thing to have. yeah um so i'm gonna try to fix that i've read how to fix it i'm gonna see if mine is fixable basically you drill a little hole yeah in the back of it you fill it with mineral oil and okay. then you epoxy over the hole and then it works okay because it sits in that oil um talk about that oil um how long until the montero gets clarion i might do that m508 head unit but this the they may have changed pr people so i might be going to a different audio company now uh so stay, stay tuned you mean since ah, someone wrote clarion tarot i like that one. yeah uh Yes, our friend was there is no longer there. A different friend you're even thinking of. Oh, it's another person now, yeah. still. Um, do you have double din in that, or is that a single din? It's it's chopped up, so I could fit either. Dude, go double din and get a CarPlay head unit. Yeah, but I really like the, I I don't give a shit about CarPlay, and I really, I know it works it's well, so but nice. I also like the way that M508 looks, and if I can get it free, I'm, I've already, I've already spent... <laughs> too much i bought a bike rack for it already um yakima makes a, a spare yeah. tire based rack so it and that way you can um open and shut without having this big heavy swing aways so i'm actually super excited for that rack. i was actually looking at carplay head units the other day because i'm going to do one in my mom's camry just because she's got a bluetooth one in there but it just sounds like shit mm -hmm. so it's really muffled when she tries to call people so okay. i'm like i'll just swap it when i'm in florida in april and uh Cheap carplay head units now are sub three hundred bucks. They've gotten really, really affordable. Thanks, Daps. Another super chat. Um, so I'm stoked on the Montero. The Benz is going for sale. The Wombat is still. It's like the the beach ball, the Apple beach ball. It's still spinning. Don't shut the process down yet. It's still spinning, and it's gonna. Don't force quit. Mm -hmm. It's gonna happen. I promise. Um, uh, if you have nicknames for the Montero, I, usually I'm very good at nicknaming Coon Truck. That wasn't Dude, very the inventive. Canyon Arrow. The, I can't just call it the Canyon Arrow though. I'm trying to think of something that will fit on a legacy, a California legacy plate, which is seven spaces. Um, I was gonna call I was gonna call it Tony Montero, mm -hmm. and the license plate was gonna be Lil Friend, but it's kind of stupid. Tony, Mon if it was a white Montero, I'd probably call it Tony Montero, just because that's kind of funny and kind of stupid. How about just Beige Plus Plus? Beige Plus Plus. I don't know. I I might just not give it a nickname and call it the Montero and. Because, like, the Benz is just the Benz, even though I kind of call it Sunday morning, but that's not, like, a published name because um, it's easy, like, Sunday morning. Um, mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And the Benz plate was uh, uh, once in a, a, I think it was a lucky score, A space Benz, just because it's so stupid. Makes me laugh mm -hmm. every time. <laughs> Sensible chuckle. Huntero. People thought of Huntero. I just, I, I'm also contemplating not putting the word hoon in there like thinking of something different because we try to cram hoon down everything and i, I you know my mind's something in the realm of like not a g-wagon something not a g yeah like jdm g-wagon would be kind of the door shut really well you know there's a good thunk to the door that's it it's the j-wagon 
the Jew- I thought about that, but I wonder if then they'd be like, they was with the Jew wagon. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Uh, the Jew wagon or um, the like, it, can I call it the J wagon? Because I'm not, I'm not JDM. The truck's JDM, but I don't know. <laughs> J wagon might be kind of funny. I got to ask my friend at um, Japanese Nostalgia Car if that's okay. Or Blake. I got to ask Blake if that's okay. But Blake's not Japanese. Yeah, but I can ask him if it's racist or not, and he'll tell me. It's not. You're referring to the truck. I want to be. I want to be careful. I am woke. The woke wagon. We'll call it. Um, <laughs> no, that's gotta be a Subaru. That'd be the vape wagon. Um, either way, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to to talk about that one, bring you more news on it, and do all of that good stuff. Um, and then I'm trying to think of what other cars. Oh, um, videos coming soon. I just drove the Roush Stage Three Mustang and the Roush. F-150. The Mustang made 700. Yeah, because uh, the con people uh, hit me up about that one. 710 horsepower. Yeah. 700. And it drove really well. And the Roush, the truck makes 650 horsepower because it's a different blower. You get a preview of the GT500. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the GT500 would actually be a bit more dialed in factory mental. Well, it is because it's also going to have the dual clutch. Oh yeah, that Tremec finally got somebody to take up the dual clutch contract. Yeah, this, uh, yeah, this Roush one has a stick, and it was good. So videos coming on those two. Actually, they're going to be in one video. I crammed the truck and the and the car into one video, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Challenger Red Eye video is coming out, so stay tuned for that. Uh, 800, 800 horsepower, so awesome. Um, drove my daughter to daycare, and it was great. And I drove to the airport on a rainy day in that car, which was it was fine, but it was funny. Um, one of those things where it's just a little too much throttle and just meh, all the time, just I, catch yourself. I told the person at valet because you drop off at valet at Orange County, John Wayne Airport. Yeah, I recommend you do not move this car. I never tell them how to do their job on this car. This one should stay right here. The, the guy just goes, Yeah, okay, good idea. <laughs> so they agreed with me. Um, so there you go. That so I'm trying to think if there's any. Oh, uh, we're probably going to be traveling to Utah. In a month or two, I think two months, to drive side-by-sides. Honda has some new side-by-sides out, and they've preemptively invited me to drive both of those. The Talon, I think it's the 1000X and the 1000R. So that'll be fun and different for the Chinese. Hey, Hondas, it'll be the king. They got to they gotta bite into the Razor, though. Polaris has all that. I think yeah, but I mean, the I, market share. it is, but like Honda's always, when it always comes to all that stuff, Honda's always just the best engineering. Yes. They just true. polish the shit that's out true. of everything. Um, so we get some cool shit coming up. We, uh, so you have to go to Hooniverse.com to read that. Yeah. We talk about it here. We post the videos on the YouTube channel. Um, but go to Hooniverse.com. Enjoy our new site layout. The very attractive, freshly redesigned Hooniverse.com. That's right. Uh, Chris, tell everybody about Shout Engine. Well, Shout Engine is a website where you can go and listen to podcasts like the guy that wrote in earlier. Uh, you can also go and post up your podcasts. And uh, be able to get them out and online in about two minutes. Yes, apologies. Uh, it, it, the levels looked fine on the screen, so apologies for having some blown-out audio for your ear holes. Um, I need you to follow me on Instagram at Hooniverse Jeff. Follow at the Real Hooniverse. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Glucker. Uh, we're gonna be Chris Limbert. We're gonna Limbright. We're gonna be in the St. George area, so I don't know 
Uh, uh, I should get on the Everyday Driver podcast. That'd be fun. I can't just invite myself, but those guys are friends of the show. Uh, yes, and actually they called me today, so I will uh, be. I'll put you in touch. Uh, I don't know how much time I'll have because it's a very quick trip, though. So, um, but uh, so at Jay Glucker on Twitter at the Hooniverse, uh, like and subscribe to. I got to say that for the YouTube channel because that's the way you do this. Um, and then uh, ring the bell, ding ding, yes. slam that bell, bitches. Next week we'll be doing unboxings. Um, and then, then, uh, what the fuck was I just gonna say? Oh, go to iTunes because I think you still need to do that. Rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Yeah. Tell your friends. Help me sell my Mercedes. Do all that shit. Thank you for the super chat, folks. Thank you for the Patreon, folks. Mm -hmm. I should advertise the Patreon more. I'm the the thirty loyal people that are in there. I love you so much. Kisses. Mm -hmm. Kisses. I'll have chocolates on your pillow this evening. Uh, And uh, there you go. That was episode 281. We're closing in on 300. We will figure out what we're going to do for 300. We'll probably just going back to four suns. So if you're in Southern California, we'll, we're a ways out, but start, start thinking ahead 20 weeks from now, 19 weeks. Um, We'll see you guys later. That's it. That's the show.